From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. And welcome back to the CQ Budget Podcast. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. And we want to talk about the politics behind Medicare funding this week. And joining me to do that is Jesse Hellman, a healthcare reporter at CQ Roll Call, making her first appearance on the CQ Budget Podcast. Thanks for being here, Jesse. Thanks for having me. So we've heard a lot of back and forth now, really all this month, over who's going to protect Social Security and Medicare. President Biden made a big deal of that in his State of the Union address, folks will remember, and kept accusing Republicans of wanting to cut Social Security and Medicare. We'll leave Social Security for another episode, but we want to focus on Medicare today. And he, as ammunition, he kept referring to this plan by Florida Senator Rick Scott, who had chaired the Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee, uh, who kept who had called for letting all federal programs expire in five years unless Congress specifically reauthorized them. Biden said that's proof that Republicans want to cut Medicare. Uh, Republicans say no. Scott said he never had any intention of cutting Medicare. He since, though, under a lot of political pressure, amended his plan to specifically write in exemptions for Social Security and Medicare, along with defense spending and veterans benefits, a whole lot else. He really really weakened that plan he had. But in any case, Republicans were just furious at Biden's attack on them because they felt it was undeserved that they have no intention of cutting Social Security or Medicare. They saw it as sort of a cheap trick. And as soon as, as soon as Biden made that attack, Jesse, we started to hear Republicans say in a counterattack, it's really Biden who wants to cut Medicare. And they pointed to his plans for the Medicare Advantage program. You wrote a great story about that this week. Folks can find on CQ.com or RollCall.com that's, that really walks you through what the nature of this of this attack is, what the defense of it is. So let's talk about that a little bit, because it was an interesting, atta- fast attack by Republicans to seize on this, to say Biden wants to cut Medicare. First of all, ex- explain to folks what th- this is about Medicare Advantage, not not regular Medicare, right? What Explain what the difference is there. So Medicare Advantage plans administer Medicare benefits on behalf of the federal government to about 40% of Medicare beneficiaries. These uh, enrollees in these plans make the decision to do Medicare Advantage versus traditional Medicare because sometimes these plans offer more benefits like gym memberships, dental coverage, stuff that traditional Medicare doesn't cover. Sometimes the premiums are a little cheaper, um, but kind of the trade-off with that is if you need serious care, uh, like hospitalization, or you have like a serious illness, it could end up costing you more out of pocket than if you had traditional Medicare. And these are pri- these are privately run plans. Yeah, they're run by um, private insurance companies. So think of like the Humanas, so the United Healthcare's of the world. Um, it's just become a really profitable venture for some of these insurance companies. Um, but they are they're generally pretty popular among like members of Congress and among 
um, Medicare enrollees. And you said it sounds like almost half of Medicare recipients are actually on these Medicare Advantage plans, right? Yeah. So whenever you have um, an administration trying to make changes to these plans, it can get pretty heated pretty fast. And so that's what's happening here. Yeah. So what are they proposing to do exactly? So government watchdogs have said for several years now that the Medicare Advantage plans are overpaid by the federal government. They say that these plans make their um, enrollees look sicker than they are because the sicker your population is of people that you cover, the more payments you get from the federal government. So the watchdogs say there's kind of an incentive for plans to make this population look really sick. And watchdogs like the Medicare Payment Advisor Advisory Committee has for years said, we need to change the incentives here. These plans are getting paid too much. So the Biden administration recently proposed a rule that would claw back about $4 billion in overpayments from these plans over 10 years. So the industry is pretty mad about that. They also proposed a rule recently. It's the annual rule in setting the payment rates for Advantage plans for the upcoming year. And they're only proposing a 1% increase, which the plans are framing as a cut because typically they get much larger increases from year to year. So they're upset about that as well. That rule also is proposing some changes around payments that I mentioned before. Yeah, so you, so you could see how the health plans and then Republicans could 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 uh, frame that as as an attack on the program, and that it would lead to benefit cuts, right? I mean, if you have to claw back four billion dollars over a decade, that's some serious money. And if you're and if the increases in payments are only going up one percent next year, it doesn't keep up with inflation. Right. So you could see why they would say, you know, aha, this is going to lead to cuts in benefits, right? Yeah. The industry has funded some analyses that show these uh, proposals could lead to like $45 less per month per beneficiary for some of these extra benefits, like the gym memberships, the dental benefits, or force plans to increase premiums. Um, the jury is still out about how big of an impact this would actually have. And I think others would make the argument that if the government is overpaying for these plans, the administration should make adjustments. Yeah. But I guess it's hard to know then exactly what the impact would be, right? That's why both sides can claim competing sides of the argument here. One saying it's going to lead to benefit cuts, one saying it's not, it's just an overpayment that we're we're clawing back. Um, I guess it's hard to know exactly what the impact would be, right? Yeah, exactly. I think this is one of those things where you will well, just have to wait and see how plans respond. If 
this proposal is finalized. But I think it's important to keep in mind that the Medicare Advantage market is incredibly competitive and plans want to keep their members. So are they going to start increasing premiums and cutting back on benefits because of this rule? It depends what other insurers do. Like Everyone has an incentive to try to have the most attractive plan possible. So they might just find a way to adjust to this. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I assume the Biden administration says quite forcefully that we're not cutting Medicare Advantage, right? Yeah, Secretary Javier Becerra has actually came up with a statement kind of attacking the industry over some of their comments on these proposed rules, saying that these are just deep-pocketed interests who are trying to avoid any changes and that the administration is just trying to protect taxpayer dollars and um, improve the solvency of the Medicare program. So it's pretty unique for an HHS secretary to come out so forcefully, um, especially on a proposed rule. But that shows you, I think that shows you the power of, of the politics behind this and how how fraught it can be when you're dealing with seniors who are scared of losing their benefits. That always is a is a crucial uh, issue in campaigns, and and they're they're clearly trying to to maximize the the potential political impact of that. Right? There's a lot of ad, ad campaigns going on. Yeah, the the industry's been running ads, just trying to get the administration to walk back this proposal, and we've also seen. Republicans talking about this. Um, it might be a little too soon to say if if they'll be running ads, like vulnerable Republicans will be running ads in their campaigns talking about this, but it's definitely a possibility, especially if Biden is going to continue talking about how Republicans are trying to cut Medicare. I mean, there's a lot of politics behind this, Jesse. How, how do you think this plays out? Any guess? That's a good question. Some of these changes have been so recommended so for so long by government watchdogs that I think the Biden administration would feel a little embarrassed if they kind of walked back some of these proposals. And something has to be done about Medicare solvency. There's only a few years left until it starts becoming impacted. And so the, I think the Biden administration is trying to be a little proactive. So when the debate about solvency heats up, they can point to something and say, well, we reduced overpayments to these plans. We're working on the issue. So they might tweak the rule a little bit, but the HHS secretary's comments kind of pushing back on some of the criticism of the proposed rule is pretty forceful. So I wouldn't be surprised if they also just stuck with it. Yeah, and you raise a good point there, which is that that the Medicare trust funds are, are kind of going broke. Um, I think the trustees, the Medicare trustees, had projected they would be insolvent by 2028, I believe, if my memory is right. Um, I think the Congressional Budget Office has, has extended that out a few years more in their own projections. But clearly, something is going to have to be done pretty soon, not immediately, but pretty soon, to shore up the Medicare trust funds. And so every time this gets politicized, it, it just makes it that much harder to find a solution here. And so this this little fight over Medicare Advantage plans kind of plays into that. And maybe this may be a good first test 
right as to whether Biden can do much in his term to shore up Medicare. Yeah. And people that I've talked to don't really expect anything major to happen around the Medicare trust fund over the next few years. They think that if anything happens, it'll probably be anything significant happens. It'll probably be after the 2024 presidential elections. So yeah, this would be a good um, test case. I think not to get too wonky, but if nothing happens and the trust fund does start getting depleted, that would just mean that providers would start getting paid a little bit less. And everyone wants to avoid that. That's another really powerful industry in Washington is the healthcare providers. Now, I mean, Biden in his State of the Union address did say, uh, which surprised me a little bit, but he did say that his budget, which he's going to unveil next month, would show a way to extend the life of the Medicare trust funds, I think, by two decades. He didn't say how he was going to do that. That will be part of his budget proposal that we see, I think, on March 9, so save the date. But clearly something's in the works there to to begin extending the life of the Medicare trust fund. I would think most likely by by raising some kind of Medicare payroll taxes to shore it up as opposed to cutting benefits because he's, he's uh, really – staked his ground there on not cutting Social Security or Medicare benefits. Yeah, they haven't released much detail yet on what they're planning, but that would make sense. There's also some very wonky things that they could propose around payments to providers, just trying to be more efficient. But that is a big promise to make, extending the the trust fund by a few decades. So I would guess whatever he's proposing would have to be pretty significant, but they haven't released much in the way yeah. of details yet. We don't know exactly what they have in mind there, but we'll have to see when the budget comes out. But that's certainly something to watch for. Um, but he, but you certainly won't see a cutback in Medicare benefits being proposed in that budget because he, you know, he's just bashed Republicans over the head, accusing them of trying to cut the benefits. So he can't be seen as now trying to cut benefits on his own to shore up the trust fund. So his options, I would think, are pretty limited as to what he can do to 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 uh, make the trust fund solvent. It's it's got to rely more on on revenues than it does on on cutting benefits. And with with Medicare Advantage, obviously that's a piece of this, right? And and this is the first attempt we've seen to to shore up the financing. There, you could say it's a relatively modest tweak. I think it. it I mean, the payments to Medicare Advantage funds would still increase next year, but just not as much as as they wanted. I mean, a one percent increase is small. And it certainly doesn't keep up with inflation. So, so critics could argue that you know you adjust for inflation, and they're proposing a cut, right? Yeah, these changes that he's proposing with this, they, it would have like a little bit of an impact, but it wouldn't be like the major solution to this problem. I, I think people agree that the big problem with the Medicare trust fund is just the amount that. We're paying hospitals for their services. So, bottom line, Jesse, um, you think chances are these 
these proposed rules are going to go through and and Medicare Advantage will take a little trim. That's my gut feeling. Okay. And then Republicans will have a little ammunition to claim that that uh, Medicare Advantage, they'll say, is under attack and 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 Biden is trying to cut Medicare. And that's how the politics of this becomes so divisive. But of course, you know, Biden had <laughs> Biden had returned returned fire and and blamed Republicans for trying to cut Medicare. It, it works both ways, so neither party really has clean hands on this. Um, it's it's just one of the most explosive issues. Uh, these big entitlement programs affecting seniors are just politically potent on both sides, and neither party wants to get on the on the wrong side of seniors particularly because seniors vote much more than, uh, you know, disproportionately compared to, say, young people. And so anything affecting Social Security and Medicare gets a lot of attention all the time. And it's always very hard to adjust these programs. But adjustments will be needed. And and both parties acknowledge that adjustments are going to be needed because they're unsustainable on the current trajectory. So we're going to see how that plays out. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Jesse Hellman, for being here and joining me on this. Yes, thank you for having me. Be sure to check out Jesse's story at CQ.com and RollCall.com. We'll have a lot more on the whole Medicare funding debate in coming weeks as the budget as the budget is proposed. But thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.